0: The following high school uh, program is brought to you by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, Rob Moore of Livestock Risk Management Partners in Mediapolis, Iowa, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Iowa, Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon-to-be Griner Meats and Groceries. Well, we've yeah. got Andy McGuire uh, as the Kyoto Eagles are celebrating a huge win tonight uh, in a uh, just basically the game of the state, not just a round-guy game of the week, but the, certainly the best game in the state with the most uh, implications for conference and district championships and uh, playoff implications and all that. Uh, Welcome program, Andy. Thanks for having me. Well, we've got Andy McGuire, uh, the voice of the Coyote Eagles. Uh, tell me a little bit, um, what was the final score?
1: Final score is 59, Coyote Eagles 56, Linville Soy Hawks.
0: Wow, what an exciting uh, uh, right down to the wire game. Uh, well, take our listeners through what happened.
1: Well, the Eagles came out pretty hot uh, against a really quality uh, Linville-Sully Hawks team. Uh, ended up winning the first quarter 17-7. to And then uh, in the second quarter, Linville-Sully kind of climbed their way back a little bit. And uh, the Eagles had a 25-18 advantage going into the halftime. Um, really balanced attack for Kyoto Eagles in the first half. Um... Lindell Sawyer did a really nice job of keeping the ball out of Sawyer Stout's hands. But uh, across the board, you know, the, Cole, the Kindred brothers, Cole and Billy, did a good job putting points up. Uh, Tanner Waterhouse hit a big three, and then down low Evan Benito uh, putting the ball in the basket. And then we had substitutions off the bench between Chase Haefely, Aiden McGuire, and uh, Connor Strand. So uh, just a really balanced attack in that first half for the Eagles. And one thing that I wanted to point out to you, Dave, Cole Kindred kind of came up a little bit uh, hurt there a little bit in that second period. And uh, ended up, uh, Coach Stout grabbed his arm. It looked like it might have been a wrist or a forearm issue, but I think it turned out to be Cole shoulder and popped it back in for him. And uh, Cole never came out of the game. So tough kid there to <laughs> fight through not, that like and it. get going.
0: That's a coach willing to do whatever it takes to win. There,
1: yeah, and that's a super tough kid. You watch him come the and
0: play anything. Uh, hey, this Hayfley kid, he's kind of impressing me. He's starting to come off the bench and really contribute. Uh, uh, and you said he was able to get some, uh, uh, get a little help to the team tonight. Yeah, I did.
1: You know, I don't, I don't know that Chase scored, but he came in and gave some quality minutes on defense, and uh, really took care of the ball. And he's been coming on really good over the last couple of games. I think we started a little bit slow with Chase. I know he was in a bit of a shooting slump there, but he had a really nice game uh, the other night. I think he put maybe nine up on, uh, it was either Iowa Valley or, uh, or one of the the Bell play, I can't remember which one it was, but he really found a shot, and uh, he's, he's an excellent basketball player, really puts a ton of work in, probably one of the hardest working kids on the team, and has just played a ton of basketball, so that's going to be a name you're going to hear for many years to come. He's just a sophomore, uh, especially with a senior late group. Moving on next year, you'll be hearing a lot more about Chase Haysley. Well, take,
0: take me through that last couple of minutes of the game. I mean, how back and forth was it?
1: Right, yeah, so the uh, Sully Hawks clawed their way back in. At the end of the third quarter, it was only a four-point advantage for the Eagles at 43-39, to 39. and then late in the uh, in the fourth quarter, Linville Sully actually tied it up. I think the score was 54-54, and... Um, the Eagles were able to put some points on the board. And then uh, late as the game was expiring, uh, Evan Benito had a baseline jumper that was absolutely huge for the Kyoto Eagles to give a three-point advantage of 59 to 56 with about 10 seconds left. And then a quarter down harder brought the ball down the court. And the Kyoto Eagles really locked down defense on him. He was, he was able to, to uh, kick it out to his teammates. Had two shots to, to tie the game up and couldn't convert on either one of them. And the Eagles came out with a win, uh, absolutely a, a huge win to take the Eagles to eight zero on the season, and uh, Lindville Sully goes to six well, and one.
0: Well, uh, uh, the Prane win and the Lindville Sully win back to back. That's a big week. I don't think anybody had any bigger week than that
1: this this week. You're right. If you pay attention to varsity down the power index, uh, Kyoto was ranked number three in the state. Linville Slough was ranked number six. So this was absolutely a monster game for uh, for rankings and for positioning. And like you said earlier, we were talking about it uh, the South Iowa Cedar League. This might have been the game that could decide it. There's a ton of basketball play. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you know the, these are two historically powerful programs, and it usually comes down to things like that in the Sickle Conference and. And this was one for the ages. It was it was loud in the gym. The, the student sections were rowdy. And it was probably one of the best high school games I've seen in a long, long time.
0: Yeah, you just kind of live for your uh, – when, when one of the magic moments hits you, you, you remember it, don't
1: you? Yeah, absolutely. It was so loud in the gym. Both crowds were into it. You could tell that each, each group really, really wanted to get that win. And, and somehow the Eagles found their way to get on top of that. Um, that's something that the Eagles don't typically do. I think in the series, I was looking back, it was kind of a thirty-one to nine advantage on Linville solely through the years, at least as long as the the stats have been or the the records have been recorded on Varsity Bound. So this was a huge one for the Eagles for sure.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, you guys in that sickle there, you're not exactly you're right in the mix with the Winfield Mount Unions and the Wacos and the New Londons and the peacons and. You know all the other southeast iowa teams for you know you're you're kind of on an island there uh with sigourney uh but um you know other coaches asked me about the team and i said well what separates Kyoto from the other teams is they shoot so dang good you know okay. i mean uh-huh. they hit such a high percentage of their shots uh and that probably starts with uh, a stout but uh um you know um Waterhouse Tanner Waterhouse was capable of going off and hitting a bunch too uh, was was the the high percentage shots uh, there tonight
1: You know I don't think the Kyoto shot as well tonight as they have in in prior games especially that first week that first week they really couldn't miss um but, you know, tonight it was the timing. You know, fifty nine, fifty six, that's a low score for Kyoto. Kyoto's used to being up in the eighties and they've touched ninety, you know, that game against uh, Bell Plain, it was ninety one to fifty was the final. So the shots weren't falling yet. You gotta give credit to Lynn Melsoya. They were playing great defense. Um but, but you're, you're spot on there as far as the shooters go. And I would say that Sawyer is, uh, is, is doing a lot more creation. He's doing a lot more dribble into the paint and putting it off of a glass. He's developed this little floater shot. I know that drives Coach Stout crazy, but it's effective, and, and he's scoring that way. But you've got guys you know across the board, Tanner Waterhouse, Billy Kindred, Cole Kindred, knocking down threes. And then you've got Evan Vitito down low that can, can get the rebound and put it back up and in. And then you bring guys like Aiden McGuire in that, uh, you know, he can create off the dribble and he can shoot the ball, too. He's been a little bit cold this year. But, uh, you know, there's some diversity there. I think the thing that separates Gio from a lot of teams is just the depth and the quality of the depth. Um, You know, you talk about Waco where you have Hunter Hughes and some other good players, or you talk about one field about Union and you got Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards, you know, Aside from Sawyer Stout, you know, the, 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 that's the big name, you know, that's the, the one that everybody is going to key on. But there's so, there's so many quality athletes on Kyoto that it's tough to match up when you have that level of rotation. And uh, there's quality athletes that win well solely, but I don't think that they matched up quite as well as Kyoto, you know, what, what the quality they have coming off the bench. Well,
0: sure, quality win. Uh, that, that's uh, for certain. I mean, that's a storied program. uh uh, and about any sport, you you want you you throw a handful of corn at their sports, and they're all um, you might see them all uh, in the state tournament. Uh, but uh, what a, what a great great night! Um, congratulations to the Kyoto Eagles. Um, congrats, sounds like congratulations, really, to the Linville Soyl listeners. Uh, sounds like they fought hard and competed well. And you know, um, if you if you get to see a great game, that's all you can ask for, isn't it?
1: It is, it really is. You know, Linville Will like you said, they have a story tradition, have bested this group of the Eagles many times over, you know, and, and that team plays ten times. You know, I think the Eagles win five and Lindwell Sully wins five. It was really a coin flip and give credit to the Eagles, they came out ready to play and jumped on a on a lead and when uh, Lindwell Sully was whittling away at it and got the momentum in the second half, but Kyoto was resilient. And uh, stayed the course. Billy Kendrick hit some huge free throws at the end. Cole hit some free throws at the end. And Evan Vinito converted. And that's a testament to Sawyer pulling some of the best defenders off of those guys. And, and being a leader and letting them score as well. And, and take the win for the Eagles. So team win tonight, there's no doubt about that.
0: Well, the first scoreboard show of the year is starting off with a great big win. Uh, a game for the ages. Uh Boy, congratulations to to the team. Um, they're playing great. Coach Dowd has got uh, a special group of athletes that are all coming together. They're playing um, as good as you could possibly hope for, and then a little bit more, like you say. And not everything uh, is, you know, the guy that scores, you know, in a basketball game. The, for the guy to score, somebody's got to set a pick and somebody's got to make a pass, you know. So that took two out of three guys. Well, uh, Andy, thanks for being with us. Yep, thank you. Go Eagles. Well, we are continuing on with the scoreboard show uh, as we head to Washington, Iowa, uh, as uh, we have uh, the uh, round guy radio man of the year with us, Andy Kressinger, who's just uh, come out of the the gym uh, as the uh, uh, Mount Pleasant uh, Panthers. And the Washington demons uh, uh, clashed in one of a thousand battles
2: between those two schools. Yes, one of the, one, just the 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 classic Mount Pleasant Washington rivalry. By the way, I should uh, warn you and the listeners that I'm about fifth in line to get my food at the Washington McDonald's, which I would if I was going to rank all the McDonald's in Southeast Iowa. Washington would be number one. Today it's just been a they're having a rough one here, so uh, it's been a while. That's uh, I was I was going to get a food and then call. It got a little too late, so you'll probably hear me uh, get my food here in a
0: second. Well, uh, you're ordering food uh, during our conversation is is a proud, uh, tried and true tradition uh, here at Round Guy Radio. Uh, we will not it, it any it other way. So, it uh, but let's get right into the to the uh, matter at hand. Uh, this Mount Pleasant team is a uh, uh, really seems to be standing kind of uh, above everyone else.
2: Yeah, they are. I would say it's, I would say Mount Pleasant and then maybe a gap and then Keokuk and Fort Madison and Burlington are all kind of probably good enough to beat Mount Pleasant on a good night. Uh, tonight, honestly, tonight was a bad night for Mount Pleasant. Um, as far as just like shooting wise, and uh, they ended up 70-3 to 3 Mount Pleasant, but it was close for three quarters. I mean, it actually kind of reminded me of most of the Fort Madison games that I covered against Mount Pleasant where you, I just kept thinking oh, the Panthers are going to step on the gas here, and uh, Washington is really outsized, and they did a really good job of uh, of battling for rebounds and, and not letting that be kind of what dictated the game. But um, So it was only 13-8 after the first quarter, uh, and 33-24 at halftime. Rajon Roth had uh, 10 points at the half, which really helped Washington kind of keep in it. Um, but... As the, as the second half went along, it wasn't Mount Pleasant's size inside that, that did in the Demons. It was uh, Peyton Higgins and uh, Christian Stacy there. They're two guards, they're two main scorers. Uh, they combined for 54 points tonight 29 for Higgins, 25 for uh, Stacy. So they actually outscored Washington by themselves. And a lot of that was in the fourth quarter. They're just both, they can both score from anywhere, they can shoot threes. They go to the rim real hard. Uh, they play good defense. That's just such a, a dynamic. Like Christian Stacy has stepped up so much to be kind of the uh, the Robin on the team where where Hagen's is Batman. And uh, if those two are scoring in the twenties, you know that's that's pretty tough to guard against them in a high school game.
0: Well, it, it, uh, certainly.
2: <laughs> oh, and I'll say, uh, Cale, Cale Williams did end up leading Washington with uh, thirteen. Drew Conrad with uh, twelve for the Demons.
0: That's cool. What did the, uh, uh, um, so, so just tell me a little bit more about that game.
2: Yeah, um, I'll say that it kind of showed that, so Washington kind of um, has multiple kids who can come in and get hot. They, they haven't really, you know, Drew Conrad's their, their best quarter and Logan at goal is, but they, they haven't had too many games where someone just goes off for like 20-something. And Mount Pleasant has, you know, Higgins, Basically, does that in his sleep comes out and scores twenty. So uh, Washington was able to to kind of muck it up a little bit. It was defensive at the in the first half. All right, hold on, we got food time out here. Hello. Oh. Yep. yep. There we go. Quick, quick food timeout. But I'll, I'll keep talking. Uh, Washington uh, was able to kind of make it a clunky, um, slower paced game, which is funny because. Uh, they're, they're smaller, so thank you very much. So they kind of used their speed to to kind of, like, you know, battle in the boards and stuff like that, but still kind of keep it a, a low-scoring game. Uh, and there were times where I'm the to cut it to five or six points in the second quarter, uh, and then I think Higgins just walked down and, and nailed a three, and that was the last time it was two possessions. But, um, yeah, I, and the, the Southeast Conference has been kind of weird this year, I think, because... In the past, maybe five years, it's been anyone's uh, anyone's up for grabs. Where it seems like all six teams are close. This year, definitely Mount Pleasant is the the, the team with the target on their back, uh, and uh, but they've been able to stave off everyone so far. And hold on, I'm getting the food now. Hey, go! Thank you very much. You guys <laughs> have a great night. See that right? There's the Washington McDonald. I'm used to that. I didn't even have to stop my car they had the food to me. Um, but yeah, so Mount Pleasant is now three and zero in the SEC. Keokuk, uh, who had a pretty close win over Fairfield, a lot closer than kind of it would have been thought, uh, is also 3-0. and And I do believe they play on Tuesday in Keokuk.
0: Okay. Well, this would be a good segue uh, to talk about that, uh, what we were talking about, this eliminating the one-and-one. One. Uh, yeah. So this the score ends up being 50-39, to 39, right? Uh-huh. But Fairfield's just a few points down, and there isn't much time left. Yeah. So they to stop the clock, they continue to foul. But uh, instead of a one-on-one, one, it goes to a two-shot thing, and they just keep hitting the shots. And that's where a game that's maybe a three-point game, you know, essentially becomes an 11-point game because in the last minute of the game, the guys are shooting free throws with no time coming off the clock. And if they – Hey, you know, it's easy for them to put 10 points up that
2: way. Yeah, for sure. Well, so when they, so I've always hated the two shot rule. I don't like it in the NBA. And then they switched it to college. And of course, I covered uh, Iowa and So uh, the women's college, or sorry, they switched it to women's college where it was like that, where <laughs> after five fouls, it's always two shots instead of having those three one and one spots. Um, I've always hated it. Then they, they the they switched it in high school. I, I didn't even understand why they switched it. And then I read that the reasoning was because it's a. they said it was a safety issue because most injuries happen on rebounds. And technically that does shave a couple of rebounds off every game because, you know, you have double the chance to to miss one and have to rebound it. But there's like like a hundred rebounds a game. I I don't think cutting out a couple of free throw rebounds really there's doesn't. To get to point. Yeah, you know, you never see someone get hurt on a free throw rebound. It's always like, you know, going up and trying to do a put back. You there's know, I can
0: see guys getting hurt on a hard foul just to to kill the clock.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Essentially, more, more what
0: that. essentially what they want you to do is just die mercifully.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you because it's when you have the one on one free throw, it's such a nerve wracking free throw. You see that missed all the time. And then, but two free throws, it's just, I don't know, it just kind of takes away. I agree with that. I wish that they would do the one-on-one. I love the one-on-one for close games. Uh, and I, I, I can fathom the whole safety thing with the rebounds, but, I mean, there's so many rebounds a game. It just, it's kind of a silly rule, in, in my opinion. At least when they change rules in football, like when they take away the kick returns, they're like, oh, a bunch of injuries get, you know, when they're, running at each other 100 miles an hour. I at least get that. This one, I kind of thought somebody, like, stretched stretched it a little bit because, I don't know, just it's annoying to me a little bit. And I always get tricked because they reset the fouls every quarter. And then I look up in the fourth quarter, and there's only two fouls. And I'm like, how do they only have two fouls this whole half? Well, they only have two fouls that quarter. so. But uh, I don't know. does that make, I don't know if that makes me an old guy that I'm complaining about basketball rules. You're getting, but, there, uh,
0: you're getting there. Getting grumpy is part of being older. <laughs> uh, you're, you're starting yeah, to go there. Well yeah, uh, and, um and, I, yeah. I, I did watch a little bit about of this uh Kyoto Chiefs game. I, I called the J V game. You know, yeah. so I had a little feel for it. Uh, uh there's there's some of them J V from both teams I saw playing in the game. Uh it was a real close game, and I think Fairfield was smelling a victory here. Uh yeah. but they just didn't score much in the fourth quarter. They were were, you know, keeping up, you know, they hit a shot, maybe a point or two ahead, then they go back. But they stay within three mostly you know and yeah. then they hit a bucket they'd be down one or they hit a three and they'd be up up one uh but they were uh um gosh that's a, that's a heartbreaker for them isn't it yeah
2: and hunter was uh, covered this one in and, and you know the trojans have definitely been struggling they they had a, an early season game against oscaloosa where they looked really good and then they just you know they went to washington and Washington just killed him, and I thought that was going to be a close game. Uh, and then they didn't play. Uh, you know, then they had, I don't know, they played at uh, uh, Tumwa, who's a tough team. They played, I figure they played last week. Um, but it had been frustrating for them, and um, they're still trying to figure out their rotations and their guards. This is the first game, I think, where it's been a conference game where they've shown that they can kind of battle there. And I've heard, I heard that uh, Riley Perkins didn't even shoot that well, which is usually. If they're playing well, it's because he just can launch threes, and he gets into such a zone. Uh, so that so that means they played pretty good defense. No, they were outsized by a
0: million by that. They were the, tough for points. Both teams seemed like a lot of really you know good defensive game where it was really hard to get you know, and and guys yeah. were getting in the rhythm, so they had to fight for every every point that they got for sure. Uh, yeah,
2: and Hunter said. So, Eli Zilman is not very big, but he is a state high jumper. And he I'm sure he got the assignment of the, the big kid from uh, Keokuk. I forget his name, the sophomore. But um, Zilman's been really uh, impressive this year. Just, just his energy. You know, he can jump, obviously. He's a high jumper. And so, uh, Fairfield is not very big, but he plays pretty big for, for, you know, how small he is down there compared to the post he's usually going up against. Uh, uh,
0: there's a kid named Uzman, I think. Uh. It seemed like a pretty great player um, when he was a starter for him, but he, he's left the team. Do you know anything about that, or?
2: Um, I don't. That might be an injury. I actually don't know on that one.
0: Well, it said he just had a disagreement about the, the, the. I don't know the direction of the team or something.
2: Oh, they just had a team. Yeah, you know, usually there's usually there's uh, a, a few kids that basketball, especially it's such a long.
0: Winter and a lot of yeah, it's, it's too bad because every, I think he he would I, I think they're missing him you know yeah uh, um uh, uh if you're out there young man let's let's uh, uh let's come back and help this team get some wins uh yeah but um well, well, I- let's talk about some of these other games while I got you here uh here is a a, a team that's put a couple wins uh uh in a, a win Thursday and Friday back to back uh as the mid prairie Golden Hawks uh take down the Durant Wildcats 81-43 to 43, uh, a- after they got a nice little win Thursday night uh, against Pekin. Yeah,
2: that's... Uh, it's fun that they played Pekin this year. I actually saw both of them at their jamboree. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, Midbury's a, a one of those teams where they did lose a, a good amount of scoring from last year. Brady Weber, super fun to, to watch. Uh, and they, they, they can... Uh, Sub out a lot of guys, and so it's not surprising, you know, that uh, Coach Lambert. I think that uh, I saw him earlier in the year, and I think they were still transi- transitioning from football season a little bit. But um, they seem to be kind of clicking back in. Yeah, and Pekin's a pretty good team this year. Yeah. Uh, probably been a fun one to see.
0: Well, uh, I got to see Pekin uh, last night against what looked like a pretty good Hillcrest Academy team. Uh, oh, yeah uh uh got a nice uh, you know and that was the same deal there you know that 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 rule that two shoot and two rule turned a a five or six point loss into a 12 point loss or 11 point loss you know yeah uh but um waco uh when i was watching waco you know and I, i've seen him play well and i've uh, i've seen him play not i mean i've seen him play fantastic and i've seen him play a little subpar uh, uh so i thought this would be a good uh, uh match i would have expected hillcrest academy to kind of uh, stay with them a little bit but they didn't uh oh uh, really lot. Waco beat them 59 38 and it was just what? kind of that kind of a score in the first quarter quarter the second quarter the third quarter the fourth quarter and hillcrest academy they can pass really well but uh waco was getting some turnovers on them and You know, it wasn't one of these run up and down, up and down, up and down games. Uh, uh, But it was a uh, uh, kind of a slower pace. But Waco was very much in control of that game. And and I'm starting, my opinion of Waco is really climbing. I don't know uh, if you've got a chance to see him or what you know about the team.
2: I have not seen them live. I did watch um, their game against Winfield Mount Union online after my game. Now, so I Waco. Waco has uh, the best uh, broadcast. So, so usually, if I'm just like scrolling through and seeing how teams did, Waco is usually the first one I go to because of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're the rightful number two team in the Super North. Because I did see Hillcrest and Winfield um, last weekend live, and that was at that time a battle of two undefeated teams in the conference. Now you know, and Winfield really ran away. It seems like Waco might be the, the rightful second uh, team there. But so it's, it'll be interesting. Those, those are two of the the rare teams I could see maybe getting hot shooting or something and, and you know, give give Winfield a little bit of trouble.
0: Well, what, Chase Waterhouse was back. And, uh, oh, that's big. That's um, big. That, that's big for them, you know, uh, uh, because Chase, uh, uh, Colton Lefty, and uh, Hughes are all the height that team really has. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just even being one of those three guys down at all, um, but when they're together, they're, yeah, I think and I think that was the, you know, the, the reason they were able to keep those guys back from the basket aways. Well, uh, a couple more scores here. Uh, um, this is one just a little bit out of your area. Uh, the Montezuma Braves, 61. The Sigourney Savage is 68. Sigourney had a couple real, put a couple of really big wins on the board. Uh, And it looks like they they played a pretty good game up here uh, against the Montezuma Braves. Uh, I don't have uh, too much to ask you about that one. But I do, uh, um, the uh, Kyoto Eagles get a 59-56 win on the road to Linville, Sully. Uh, I know you've been following the Kyoto Eagles. What do you got to say
2: about that? That's That's the first. Tight game. They've really been in. I mean, Kyoto's just been killing everyone, especially in the sickle. You know, Kyoto's just got a leg up on everyone, uh, so that's that's exciting. They're able to go on the road uh, to beat Linville. Now we'll see if they can hold home court. You know, it's funny because Kyoto almost always has a stout. They they just manage to have one that can lead them in scoring and just pop off these crazy numbers um Raquel Kendra's been playing good this year and, you know they've got kyoto has got a, a good amount of kids that have been playing varsity for a while and that really matters especially early in the year I'm excited to see I don't, I don't think they play they usually play Waco really early in the season uh, I don't think that happened this year that would have been a kind of a fun little battle to see yeah uh
0: that is a, that is a sad uh situation there uh would have really liked to seen that uh
2: well, but, we might see that when the tournament rolls around, because usually Kyoto gets put kind of with the super conference teams uh, when all that happens.
0: Well, it's weird. Kyoto uh, and Sigourney are in a, um, a little island called the Sickle, uh, yep. which is not necessarily, you know, they're not really in the mix with yeah. the Peacons and the Wacos and the Winfield Mount Unions and the New Londons and, the, you know, all that, that yeah. what I call meat and potatoes round that radio teams. Uh, he has the teams, but um, they're really they're, they're ranked uh, third. They were ranked third on bound, and uh, Russell so they was ranked sixth on bound. Uh, <laughs> I, is there any polls or anything out that you know of, or
2: um, we usually use. So I think the Iowa High School Athletic Association has a basketball poll now, because I used to in the Gazette, but the athletic association. I don't think we have any teams ranked that I have seen. Um, no, they must have not come out because I'm sure the win throughout Union would be ranked. So uh, I wonder when they come out with that. In, right. in football, I think it took a few weeks.
0: Well, all right. Well that's good. Well, uh, listen, those are the kind of scores that I have that are uh, uh, right in front of me. Um, are there any Southeast Iowa Union uh, scores that you have or do you want to make some comments about maybe some of the other teams, the New Londons and the sets yeah. that we haven't talked
2: about yet tonight. I don't have a score on New London. I know that their girls team won their first game against uh, West Burlington. Uh, the girls got on the winner's board. I'm sure that's a tough one. West Burlington is absolutely stacked. So I wouldn't expect New London to knock them off. But, um, yeah, West Burlington has been one of the, the better teams. Uh, Van Buren County lost to Holy Trinity today. I don't know what the score was, but it was about a 20-point well, Holy Trinity has turned into a really good boys' basketball team and a good girls' basketball team. The Holy Trinity, it's a big year for Holy Trinity. Yeah,
0: it's Holy kind Trinity because, uh, uh, a nice little win against Van Buren, the boys' team, tonight, yeah. too. Uh, I, I think I could get that score up while you're talking about what's going on.
2: Yeah, the, hi- the hierarchy in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference, especially in the South, has kind of been disrupted a little bit because, uh, you know, usually New London versus West Burlington, it would be like, here's the big game that's going to decide, you know, who's going to represent the South. And then Danville's usually in there. Danville's a little, a little down. Uh, West Burlington has kind of risen to be the big team. But then Holy Trinity played them uh, within one point. So, yeah, you know,
0: my three-pointer. Uh, yeah. Well, I got the score here for tonight. Uh, Holy Trinity 65, Van Buren 33, Luke Edge yeah. with 22, Connor going. I mean, that kid's pushing for a nickname right there. Yeah. He's got 18-point lane rung. I call him the lower rung, and I call his big brother the upper rung. Oh, I like that. And the hay baler, Nathan Box, came in with four points. They moved to five and two. They're playing uh, Winfield Mount Union tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty great. That's a that's a fun little matchup, the Holy Trinity and Mount Union. Yeah, I, I think. think <laughs> Uh, that's uh, uh gonna be a good one.
2: Yeah, I think for sure. I, I I am really excited to see Winfield play against some of the South teams.
0: Well, and I have seen uh some of the uh, um I've seen some of the uh, uh some of the teams uh, um like that, but New London like is a team that. Um, it seemed like they've taken some some good lopsided losses, but they've also yeah. had some kind of impressive wins, too.
2: They had. They're, they're exactly the type of team where you're like, they, they played Notre, Notre Dame really close, I believe, Um, where, I mean, they lost probably 95% of their scoring last year. You know, Brett Ritchie's back for him and and Porter, and they've had some games um where they've been able to show out. But New London is definitely one of those teams where, they gotta figure out kind of how to win again because you don't replace guys like uh, guys like uh, Porter and Benjamin from last year in just a you know a couple months of basketball. So I'm sure they'll be back in the in the glory ranks uh, here pretty soon with uh, the
0: Town Fab down there. Yeah, Purple Haze, Blaze, and Cage uh, yeah. Blade—they made a lot of Round Guy Radio history. Uh, they were some of the superstars. Uh, I thought, well, I'm trying to think of teams um, that you might be covering, and there might be some more teams that you're covering now uh, that I, I, I didn't know about because you, you picked up so many papers there.
2: Oh, yeah, well, usually, luckily, the teams uh, for most of those papers were like uh, where our local teams are already peaking Wake, uh, Winfield, and New London, but I don't know how Cardinal did today. I know Cardinal was playing Albia. Albia's pretty darn good. Uh,
0: well, I didn't see them earlier this week.
2: And then, yeah, I can't, who, who have we said? Well, well, we're pretty much out
0: of teams, I think. That's enough, because it just seemed to kind of work out where um, we were kind of, you know, you were at the Washington Mount Pleasant one, that's kind of the big area, and then yeah, you caught the, the other ones that were, were going on, and, and we talked about <laughs> the other games. I guess there's only one thing left uh, uh, to discuss, and that's the tiers of, of teams. Uh, oh, what what would you say? Let's just limit it to three teams, and we're not talking, we're talking below 3A. We're not talking 3A right. or 4A okay. or 5A. We're just talking 1A and 2A, all right? Who would you say the top three teams in the area are? Well, you say a team, and I'll say a team.
2: Oh, okay. I'll, okay, well, I, uh, the top two I think are going to be easy. I'll just go ahead and say Win 3 Union for my first one.
0: All right. And I'm gonna throw Kyoto in. Yep. Uh but I, I, uh that next one, um I'm not hundred percent sure who you think uh who do you think is, is up there with them.
2: I would say this isn't a team that's technically a Southeast South Union team, but West Burlington.
0: Well West Burlington, you're you're probably right. They probably are the, the, the top tier.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, that'd be the top tier. I think if this if this I think the super conference championship game right now would be slated to be your I U and West Burlington that'd be an awesome game to watch. Well, I, I West think, Burlington beat
0: Malpaisa. I, I don't, I don't think that's that's. I think that's pretty indisputable, or well, it might not be indisputable, but I think it's a a fair top tier. Now let's go to that next tier. Uh, um, I'll throw. Well, you throw one out, and then I'll throw one out.
2: The next tier down. Well, since Waco beat Hookers, I'll, I'll say Waco is in the next tier.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, I got them solidly in that tier. They're on the moving and on up uh, tier for me, uh, just because um, you know I got to see Hunter Hughes uh, on his career at night of 39 points. Yeah, 39. Quarters, and man, I'm telling you, dude, he was—he did everything but break dance in that game. Yeah. So I think I'm going to count it. Uh, to be honest with you, the way he was moving around out there. Uh, yeah. Right. So, um, I've seen them when they were, you know, full strength, and I've seen them when they were down Waterhouse, and well, I've seen them down Waterhouse and Hunter Hughes, you know, absent from the games. Uh, uh, but the last couple games, or really three games or so, they played really showed me a lot, you know, how great they're they're playing. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna throw Holy Trinity in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're probably in that next tier. Uh, you don't have no dispute with them. Oh, uh, wait. So did you ask to say that again? Uh, my, my team is Holy Trinity,
2: do you think? Yeah, yeah, Holy Trinity. And yeah. then I throw in, with them, I throw in, uh, man, where I go. I, I'll just go Hillcrest, Hillcrest Academy. Uh, Seth Hours because they have Seth the hours they can beat anybody because he can just go out and and knock down like seven
0: threes if he wants to. Yeah, uh, um, I'm I'm liking them. I'm also thinking Minneapolis has got some some big wins out there. Um, um, Notre Dame, Notre
2: Dame
0: could be right up there too. But yeah, the Holy Trinity uh, uh, did get a win against them. Uh, But I don't know, there's a lot. Sigourney is a bubble team for me. Uh, cause I've seen them play really well. Um, there's a lot of teams out there jump out and buy you. All the teams, uh, in the 2A, uh, around here, they're all good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, I guess Mid Prairie's technically 2A. Oh, yeah. What about Mid
0: Prairie? They seem like a team that's, uh, in the last two nights, they're really
2: impressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I kind of forget because they, they play in the, uh, River Valley. I almost forget that they're. Two A 2A team because you know they play a lot of our three teams. I think they play Mount Plaza at Washington and Fairfield this year. They did last year, so that they would definitely be up there, and and then Peaking a little bit below that. So, yeah, he's going to be in of that
0: bubble play. too. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think we've seen the best out of them yet. Uh, we have seen they have put it together a time or two. Well, Andy, you got any parting shots?
2: Um. I don't think so. I can tell you this McDonald's sandwich is pretty good for as long as I waited, so.
0: Well, it
2: was... I still, I still rank Washington's McDonald's
0: number one, despite the despite the wait today. Well, that's good to know. Thanks for being with us, Andy.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: The following high school uh, program is brought to you by Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa. Rob Moore, of Livestock Risk Management Partners in... Mediapolis, Iowa, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Real Smart Highlights of Columbus, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon-to-be Griner Meats and Groceries.